Hello, and welcome to the Television Spotlight on the Comic Book Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, we'll be having a spoiler-filled discussion about a television show that we think you'll enjoy. In this episode, I'm joined by my sister Kay, and we're going to have a spoiler-filled discussion on the remainder of the eighth season of The Flash. I say the remainder because we'd already done the first five parts, and I'll be honest, I was almost kind of expecting to split this up into three parts, figuring there'd be a nice middle you know, mm. hiatus, and there was never really a good stopping point in the story. Mm-mm. And it's weird because this season was, it wasn't exactly episodic, but it didn't have the strong arc of the early seasons or the the graphic novel chapters or whatever they were doing the last season or two. And I was good when them skipping the kind of the, the calling it a graphic novel approach bugged me. And those arcs, Bloodwork or whatever, that I didn't care for that villain at all. So those arcs didn't work for me. This season, it all wound up pulling together decently, but I'm not going to say it was their strongest arc. And they ended in a way that had this been the final season, it had a sense of closure. It felt like they were trying to pull in things from earlier seasons. Eobard Thawne, referencing the death of Barry's mom. Well, bringing in Eddie. Yeah. From first season. We had Ronnie Raymond. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I'll admit, the, the moment Robbie Amell comes on screen, I want to ask, how soon till he dies? Yeah, how's how, he going to die? How's he going to die this time? It was fun to have him back. And the whole... Deathstorm arc was kind of interesting. That's a character from the comics. And again, the, the Earth 3 version, I guess it was. He was essentially the crime syndicate's version of Firestorm in the New 52 era version of the crime syndicate from Forever Evil or thereabouts. Not to say it's the only version of him, but that's the one they were kind of going after, I think. Although it had a little bit of the, uh, the Blackest Night, you know, aspect to Anyways. It had good repercussions, I guess you would say, mm-hmm. for the last time we'd seen Ronnie. And honestly, in terms of where the world is at with COVID and so many people experiencing grief yeah. in the past two years, it resonated. Well, and then the way that played into the whole arc with Caitlin Snow and Frost and where they went over the course of the season. And that was really about the only really major open loop at the end of the season. Yeah. Of where does that arc go next? Well, really, Frost went on this probably unintentional, from her perspective, journey of, you know, we fight for what's right, but kind of where's that line? I mean, everybody else risks their lives. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's, in some respects, she's a toddler. In other respects, she's a 20-something. I kind of want to go back and watch the earlier episodes she was in, because there was the Killer Frost from Earth 2 here, which was their evil Earth. But then there was the version that was part of Caitlyn and stuff. And I'm trying to remember under what circumstances she killed somebody to get that killer moniker, or if it had just kind of been inherited from the other version. And it's just been, it's been a number of years. I mean, we're on eighth season here, and that would have been probably second or third season. Yeah. So enough of it's kind of blurred in my mind. She got that moniker when she was kind of the bouncer for the bar. I thought she'd had it before that. Interesting. Yeah. 
we'd have to go back and rewatch. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And there were one or two times where, I mean, we've, we've lost so many of the original cast members, added so many new ones, that the majority of kind of Team Flash these days is almost unrecognizable from first season. Well, and we see so little of Joe now. Joe isn't there that often. Caitlin and Frost are almost off doing their own arc half the time, so they're not there in Star Labs. Mm-hmm. So when you've got Chester, you've got Allegra, and you've got... I'm blanking on Joe's wife's name. Oh, Cecile. Cecile, thank you. So many characters. They're the main support staff now for Team Flash. Yeah. Even Iris isn't there most of the time. Sadly true. And there was a point, a couple of points at which this season in the end of last, where it was starting to look like Iris was was fading out of the storyline to the point they could have killed her off. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, having read some recent articles where she was, they're getting a ninth season because she finally signed for it. So there was a question of would she sign for it? If you had enough of the other people willing to do it, I'd have gone for a ninth season without her. Because one of the things that really sticks in my memory for the Barry Allen Flash run is the death of Iris Allen. Oh, interesting. And some of the stuff we saw in the finale with Flash going up against Reverse Flash very much was, you know, reminiscent of some of the big showdowns they had after Iris died. I was going to say, yeah, that would be pivotal and definitely changing, Mm -hmm. life-changing for that character. And there's a way you could do the the life goes on even after loss. Mm-hmm. And he could be honoring her memory and all that kind of stuff. So it would be, I almost want to say, a redemption arc season for the Flash. Mm-hmm. Of he lost, maybe he lost it for a bit, but he came back and is trying to do the right thing. Yeah. That's obviously not the direction they're going to go, and I'm okay with that too. But there's an aspect where having one of your main characters almost sidelined for a while. It's just kind of weird. But we've got so many characters in play that there are room for some of them to go away. Well, and we spent time over at Central City Media without Iris because Allegra's being raised up as her second. Well, the whole Central City Media, uh, the citizen thing or whatever, yeah. exploding in size from they've got an office to they've got a building. Yeah, Cat Grant would be proud. This is something that happened over that six-month break that they kind of alluded to at the beginning of the season. It just made no sense to me. We had a couple of episodes focused there with some of the people who worked there. Mm -hmm. So we're building out another supporting cast for Iris or whatever. Mm -hmm. Again, her kind of going off on her own story. Yeah. Well, and Allegra revealing she's a meta Mm -hmm. to people there and that she's a meta who knows the Flash. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had that subplot, the subplot that went nowhere with the new chief of the the precinct of having powers, wanting to be trained by the Flash, figuring out Barry's the Flash, Barry saying, I'll train you, and then she's never seen again. Yeah. So I'm guessing training didn't go well. And yet we we suddenly take on someone else to train. This new speedster of Fast Track, which is not a character I recognize from the comics. Not to say they weren't in the comics. I've only been reading the Flash since... I don't know, the, the late 70s, early 80s, and I'm not going to claim to have memorized everything. But I, I don't recall that character. Certainly not a black flash suit female. That seems like it'd stick out. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting that character. Bringing back Eobard Thawne for that arc I thought was interesting. 
It was very interesting. And so, tied into what happened in Legends. Oh, I see. That was the memory gaps. Got it. Well, when they did the flashback of, you know, he, he was, I forget, maybe if it was the Adam uh, Ray that was telling us, filling mm-hmm. in the gaps there, of, he was seen in this, this uh, rehabilitation, you know, forced work program by yeah. the time Masters, Lords, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that was some of the stuff that just didn't make a whole lot of sense over in Legends, but at least they were playing with it and going somewhere with it, so I can give them some credit for that. But again, it goes down to they were bringing back a lot of characters from past seasons. We had at various points in the season, not only the four Force characters, which was predominantly what, last season, season before? I want to say last season. I want to say last season, yeah. But now, evil doppelgangers of three of the four of them but they got the fourth with Eobard, and we had two versions of Eobard at the same time, which was kind of weird, and worked. We had Nora and Bart as recurring, but not regulars. Mm-hmm. And I never really felt that there was an arc for them this season. No, though they had one, basically one episode for them, where it's kind of a, oops, we screwed up and we got to fix it. Well, and that was one of the first ones after the five-part arc at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting that to be more than a done-in-one kind of episode. So was I. It was, it was good. I had some interesting ramifications on how time could get messed up or whatnot. It was fun to see them kind of going back to kind of a pre-season one era. Mm-hmm. That was a good use of, of Eddie. Uh, so getting him back for that and a few other episodes was fun. But, well, and we also got a little bit of Jay Garrick throughout the season. Yeah. Not a whole lot. And we got him, I think, revealing... In one of the later episodes he was in, that not only is he, you know, around in 2049 or whatever, but he's done some time traveling, had been stuck in World War II for a while, and even on, I I forget exactly how I phrased it, but implied he was the, he is the the Flash over in Stargirl, Mm -hmm. even though he's from this universe, he'd spent time living in that one. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how that is going to play out, if at all. Because, really, we're at the point where next season of Flash is effectively the epilogue for the Arrowverse. Mm, yeah. They pretty much set things up to wrap this season up for the, the show. And the, the proof in the pudding for that was not only did they end on a very good sense of closure for everybody except Caitlin and Frost, but there was in the end credits a credit for Superman. And we paused on that because I'm like, he wasn't in this season at all. And they've recently revealed, spoilers for Superman and Lois, that that show is, that Superman is not the Superman that's been in the Arrowverse, but a doppelganger of him, which bait and switch in my mind. Mm-hmm. But then when the credits rolled a little further, we got the special thanks in this full screen of, I don't know, 50, 60, 70 names. Yeah. And obviously we didn't go through and read all of them, but there were a few f- very familiar names and such. And that's the sort of thing they tend to do end of series, mm-hmm. just to give everybody their due that they kind of pulled, you know, aspects from. Yeah. And I respect that. But if they're going to do an epilogue kind of a season, I'm half expecting it to be almost a 10 episode thing, kind of like they did with Arrow, but where Arrow was building up to Crisis and then an episode or two epilogue, I'm hoping they can use this to not only tell a good arc for the Flash for however long they get, but to really tie off some of the loose ends. Do you think they are going to feel the need to kind of set Barry and Iris up as literally starting their family? 
I mean, they've been married a while, but we, and for a while, we were seeing them have kind of the awkward scenes in I, the basement. I, I certainly wouldn't put it past them to do what they did in Arrow, where we got Ollie and Felicity in kind of a flash forward mm-hmm. of the timeline and the family and all that. Not that Ollie was there for all of it, of course, but I would like to see them do that sort of a thing of almost a ending montage of Barry and Iris, and then you've got Nora, then you've got Bart, you see Grandpa Joe periodically, maybe you've got Jay in there periodically, but something that's just, here's every Christmas, or something yeah. fast-forwarding through that, mm-hmm. and then ending with Nora and Bart kind of officially taking over the mantle of the heroes of the city. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of, okay, we followed from the, the birth of the Flash to his full retirement. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a lot of fun. I do think they've got a few dangling plot lines in the Arrowverse left to kind of deal with. I felt what we got in uh, the penultimate episode with Diggle kind of playing off what had happened in the finale of uh, Arrow was massively unsatisfying. I agree. And kind of an exercise in frustration in terms of he'd been guest starring a little over in Batwoman, Flash, we thought over in Superman and Lois, but apparently that's not this Diggle, which that's a whole nother can of worms. But I'd like to see them give a little bit of a satisfying payoff for that. And whatever happened to William mm-hmm. in the finale that was going to lead into Birds of, or not Birds of Prey, but... Um, canaries. Canaries. Green Arrow and the Canaries or whatever it was going to be. Yeah. And we even got a little of that at the beginning of this season with Mia in uh, the five-part arc. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they've got to do a ton of stuff, but to start the season kind of bringing characters from other shows and then really having no connection to anything else afterwards for the most part. Yeah. Again, Diggle showed up, but that was so dissatisfying. And to kind of, I mean, I'd like to see at some point in the next season, if they can work it, get Superman to show up and do a riff on when Flash met Supergirl. Mm-hmm. But have Flash accidentally run into the Superman and Lois timeline, not realize it, think it's the Superman he knows, and have Superman do the Flash who, what now kind of, you know, play on the dialogue and such. And because there's so many things, it's not that I want them to redo the episode, but I think there's the opportunity to really have some fun with that and maybe even get the two Supermen to meet and really firmly establish, yep, we we made you think it was a spinoff, but it's not. And we're owning up to that. I want them to truly own up to that on that one. Yeah, I mean, I'm seeing articles about it, but I feel they've, they've blurred the lines so much in the, the Superman and Lois show uh, that it's insulting. I feel like everything I need to know to watch a show should be in the show. Yes, I agree entirely. Well, and I think Flash is the best place to resolve a few of those things because the whole concept of the multiverse started in the Flash comic book. And even when we had the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff, it was near the finale of that when this Flash meets the movie Flash. Mm. Granted, that movie Flash isn't going to be the movie Flash for long, because I think if they ever get the movie out, they're going to quickly recast the character. But that's another problem entirely. But this was one of those seasons where they covered a lot of ground. I had some good stuff here and there, but I don't think it was a great season. Part of it for me is I'm tired of seeing Iris in peril. Iris in peril. Let's fight another speedster. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other major cliches they've got. Well, the other thing they did here that I thought was 
why bother? They brought Sue back for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then they mm-hmm. brought in a character that's essentially kind of sort of, but not quite, Phantom Girl. A Phantom mm-hmm. Girl is typically, well, not typically, she is a member of the Legion of Superheroes. There's also been a present-day version from the Terrifics that kind of sort of was the same character, but wasn't. It was a precursor anyways. So they bring the character in as a subplot, an excuse to get Iris out of town so she doesn't have to, I guess, work with any of the regulars or something. I don't know. And use Sue for a little bit, which was fun, but they didn't really reintroduce Sue all that well. They didn't. And they the way they were using Iris with the, let me do for you what I did for the Flash. Yeah. Okay. Didn't work. What'd you do for the Flash? I mean, we know because we know your relationship with Barry. Yeah. But in terms of media and stuff like that. Highly publicized somebody who, in this case, you're offering to do it for somebody who doesn't want that. Where's the win there? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it didn't make sense. And again, they do all this stuff for the character, and where does it go? Nowhere. She was never instrumental in any of the fights, didn't really join Team Flash or even associate with anyone other than Sue, Iris, and a brief cameo with the Flash there at the end. We needed her to introduce the fact people were disappearing. And, or better phrased, we used her to introduce the fact people were disappearing. With the whole time sickness thing or whatever? Yes. That, yeah, I didn't care for the time sickness thing. It's not that they told the story badly. It's that they told a story I didn't care for. Well, and going back to your what cliches have we seen before, we've got the flash, so we have the reverse flash. We've got the forces, so we've got the negative, negative forces. forces. yeah. Well, and how many incarnations of the reverse flash have we gotten? How many different origins, etc.? Yeah. And part of it was when you do eight seasons of a show, I get you're going to repeat. Oh, yeah. And also, there's an aspect of the source material where some of these tropes are just hard and fast aspects of, of the material you're pulling from. But I like when they give a new twist or a new spin. Yes. Well, and it's funny because there was a reference to Max at one point. Max Mercury, which was the code name they gave to a character originally known as Quicksilver, but obviously they didn't want to keep using Quicksilver because, well, Marvel's got a speedster named Quicksilver that became way more popular in the intervening time. Because the original Quicksilver was like back from the 40s. Mm. I don't even remember which publisher it was originally from that eventually got bought in to the, the DC lineup. But that character was the mentor for Impulse in the comics yeah. and was kind of the, the Zen guru of the Speed Force. So when you've got Barry at the end kind of just sitting there meditating or whatever, I mean, that's, that's a very Max Mercury sort of thing. And I was hoping they'd kind of pull him in. Maybe they do that next season. But the role he plays for Bart, they've kind of used Jay Garrick for. Yeah. Which kind of sort of does and doesn't work because, I, I don't know, I feel like Jay would be too old for that in 2049 where he's doing it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Well, I mean, we almost had a new spin in terms of Barry spent so long trying to convince uh, Singh that he he was on the job, that he was a klutz but, and running late, mm-hmm. but he was doing everything. And now we nearly put him in an interesting opposite position, where not only is the boss in on the secret... But the older, wiser boss with more experience in policing is turning to him for training. Yeah. But like yeah. you said, we dropped that as soon as we got to the interesting part. Well, and having Singh come back for a couple of episodes here and there 
one where he's trying to cover with Barry's new boss, where he's the Flash, and he's like, oh, she knows. It's like, well, I figured it out first. Yes, that was But fine, also, though. the way he was interacting with Joe. Yeah. How Joe wasn't handling retirement and such. Yeah. So I thought bringing that character back was a lot of fun and well done. But there was, there was opportunities for more on a lot of this stuff. And it felt like they, they started to go in certain directions and never really got there. Yeah. Or never fulfilled, fulfilled it to my satisfaction, at least. I do wonder if they were going to do more episodes than they did. I certainly have to think that's a possibility, but they got a full... Did they get a full 20? I didn't think so. I thought this was 20. I'd have to look. I'm pretty sure it was. So most of a full season, not a full. But I think they went in so many different directions, tried to do so many character arcs, leveling up Cecile, doing the whole bit with Caitlin and Frost, building up the, the negative speed force. Allegra taking on more responsibility yeah. at the, uh, the media thing. The time sickness for Iris. Chester actually had a really interesting sub-sub-subplot Yeah, with the live streaming of all his creations and inventions and really just wanting knowledge to be out there. I, I liked it when Allegro was kind of calling him on the, you're live streaming this? Is this really a smart thing to do? Mm -hmm. Because while knowledge should be free is a good idea, yeah. certain knowledge is inherently dangerous. Yeah. So... That was something that they went a step in that direction, but man, they could have gone a little further and been very satisfying with that. Yeah. At the first hint of problem, he threatened to go offline entirely, then found out what had happened was an accident. Yeah. I would have done another one and I would have brought in, what was the character's name? Colonel Computron or something like that. It was a very cheesy character in the 80s. It only showed up the once. And it reeks of something that is tech gone wrong. Mm. So you've got the, the generic look, you've got the name, and it would have fed into that kind of storyline pretty well. But that character was uh, of Chester was a regular supporting cast of the Wally West era of The Flash, I want to say in late 80s, who had black hole powers, again, kind of tying into his origin and such. And he was the tech support friend of, of Wally and such. Radically different character, though. Mm -hmm. And I do think at some point it would be fun to do a roundtable discussion, particularly if we could get listener clips, on in terms of story, comic books, TV, movie, how do you define character? And at what point is something the same character or a different character? Mm -hmm. you know, this Barry Allen has a lot of similarities, but some fundamental differences from the comic book version from the John Wesley Shipp version from that Flash TV show, mm -hmm. from the movie version, if they ever get that movie out, but from the Justice League movie and such, you know, where do you draw those lines? Because yeah. here, you've got so many people playing alternate versions of the same characters, playing different characters and such. It, it does come up a lot. I mean, going with a totally different type of show, but Hawaii Five-0, from the original and the reboot, those McGarrets are very different to me. Well, and... Are they the same? Are they different characters or not? And here with this show, I think the character that's most interesting to have that discussion around, actually, and I'm not even sure what name to give the character. I wanted to say Wells, mm. but it's Thawne to a degree. Yeah. You know, the whole Wells, Thawne, reverse flash well, and spectrum. Yeah, and in a way, you do have two separate characters there. 
I mean, because the Council of Wells was hilarious. Well, the Councils of Wells had nothing to do with Fawn, Fawn, but Fawn here is Wells, is Eobard. Mm-hmm. They're the same and they're different. And it's, again, there's a lot of, in my mind, confusion as to what is even, even the concept of a character. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I think there's a lot to discuss at some point on that. And I'd love to get listener perspectives on that. Yeah. But with Batwoman having ended, Legends of Tomorrow having ended, Supergirl having ended, Arrow having ended, Black Lightning having ended, they've got Stargirl, which was never really at all part of mm-hmm. the Arrowverse. Tangentially, if it's the same Jay Garrick, and maybe it is, maybe it's not. Yeah. Superman and Lois look to be part of it, but is now very clearly not part of it. When the show ends, it's the end of an era, and it yeah. will have lasted what, 10 years, as long as Smallville, but having crossed through way more shows, episodes, and and scope of universe and such. I mean, I don't think when we were watching the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover that any of us realized that it was, to an extent, a finale. Mm -mm. No, which is kind of ironic, given, I mean, Crisis was a finale of various Earths and... But a new beginning, too. Yeah. And while they've continued shows after that, a season or two in some cases, there's a fundamental difference from how the overs was before and after. Yeah. And the Flash is a key part of the definition of the Arrowverse. Yeah. You know, and I, I just, I can't help but feel that while they're telling a fine story, good enough, they've lost their way a little bit. And I'm wondering if they can really find their way back and end on a really high note they next started, season. Yeah, they started as such a light and bright show. Yeah. And I'd like to see them reclaim some of that. I'd like to see them reclaim that. I'd like to see them recapture the spirit of the Flash. Not only light, bright, and upbeat, but you can think your way out of a problem. Mm -hmm. Anyone can be a hero. He's the everyman hero. He's not just there to fight the big bad. He's there to protect the city. Well, and they really did play up the everyman aspect when he removed the cowl. In front of the uh, new, newest speedster, Fast Track. Yeah. Who he knew was kind of the not quite Elon Muskish yeah, kind character. Yeah, sort of. But, you know, the tech billionaire who created the machine to give themselves speed power. I want to see her come back. Yeah. In the same episode where they have the tech genius played by Amanda Pays from the original Flash show, mm. as well as bring back Susan Walters, who plays. Caitlin's mom, mm-hmm. get all of those tech CEOs, geniuses, etc. you've established in this universe. Have some episode where there's a problem where you just need some people to put their minds together and really have some cutting edge stuff. Yeah. That's beyond what, you know, Chester and all, you know, Team Flash can do. And go with, yeah, they're fast, they're smart, but sometimes you need a little more than that. Sometimes mm-hmm. you do have to reach out for help. Yeah. So, and just again, celebrate how big of a universe they've built up mm-hmm. over the 10 years. So, again, I enjoyed this season, but it wasn't its best. It didn't feel it had some of the redundancies of past seasons of yet another speedster. I mean, don't get me wrong. We wound up fighting yet another speedster. Yeah. And training yet another speedster. But but at least the training looked different. The training looked different. They, they tried to go in some new directions. They sp- spread the, the storyline around to a lot of the other characters, which mm-hmm. is good, but there does come a point where am I watching Team Flash or am I watching Flash? Yeah. And I want to see them 
I want to see them end on a, a really good season. I just don't know what that would be and what villains or what threats I think they should bring in for that. But I don't know that they're really going to get more than one more season because they only sign people for another season. Well, and from what I've seen in articles and stuff like that, for instance, uh, Grant Gustin. I mean, this is a very time-consuming show for him. Oh, yeah. And frankly, energy-consuming show for him. Well, and it's cut out a lot of other opportunities Yeah. to be doing you know, movies in the hiatus and some other stuff like that. And that's not fair to him. He's done a great job here. Mm-hmm. He should be proud of the work he's done here. He really should be, yeah. And I would like to see, again, them end on a high note, let him move on to some other stuff, and on a, a good note there. Yeah. I mean, the irony for Danielle Panabaker is early in the run, she could fit in a Hallmark movie yeah. on the hiatus, and now she has a baby during the hiatus. <laughs> yeah, I do think that's funny. So, I mean, she's still very productive during the hiatus, but... Different way. Yeah. And, you know, so that is, again, you know, this is kind of the one real project she has a year, and, you know, now she's directing the episodes occasionally. Yeah. And she's doing, I mean, I love the differences she gives. To Frost versus Caitlin. Mm-hmm. She's doing a good job with the dual role, and the effects team is doing a really good job with the compositing yes. on that. Yeah. Because there are some times where it's like, yep, I can see where you're trying to hand something between the characters or making a point not to, or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. One other thing I'd like to see in a finale for this series, if they can swing it, but I don't know exactly how I'd like to, to manifest, I'd like to see Stephen Amell in it. Mm. You know, Movie magic being what it is, I think they could do a flashback to some piece of advice from early season one, season two, that we wish we'd been a fly on the wall in that moment, yeah. and Barry's recalling. Well, if you go back to when Ollie was training Barry, mm-hmm. shooting with the arrows, that sort of a thing. Because that was funny. Oh, yeah. It'd be a good callback to show again how far they've gone and just have the line of every race has a finish line. Yes. You're not going to be running forever. Yeah. You know? But they do love that run, Barry, run. Yeah. And I'm trying to think how you end with this character because you need to have a definitive he's done, possibly even he's dead. And then having a a post-mortem or posthumous ran, Barry ran sort of, you know, or but I think you're, you're progressing forward through time idea mm-hmm. does that. And actually, I think if they made it all the way to the opening of the Flash Museum. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would be the, uh, a good spot to do it. And that would be something where, in addition to having a flashback scene with Stephen Amell, having, you know, we're in the museum, we're, we're doing the, the final shot and pulling out, having it somehow be... Ollie, you know, there in mm-hmm. the museum. Yep. So he got his ending. Yes. You know, and the, the, the trade-off he'd made early on to sacrifice himself in place of, of Barry and Supergirl and such yeah. paid off or something. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of fun stuff they could do. I just I want something that's a bit tighter written, a bit more focused, a bit more hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just felt this one, while good, was fragmented and too many different threads in different directions. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Um, that's about where I am. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Too many forgotten threads. Mm-hmm. To me, they're not even loose. They're simply forgotten. 
people are ha- false starts in some directions. Yeah. Other seasons, I think they spent too much time on an arc of, geez, when are we going to defeat the thinker? When are we going to figure this out? When are we going to, you know, this looming threat? It's like enough already. Yeah. In here, I think they went a little too far in the other direction. Just you, you got to have a good trajectory, but that doesn't mean you've got to telegraph it. Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I think there's so many opportunities for this show, but they're going to have a very finite amount of time, I think, to express that in. I also just, my sense of humor, I think it would be fun if one of the flashing forward scenes was a birthday party for either Nora or Bart, and they got the real life kids of the actors in there. Mm. Just kind of a little nod to the fact that the, the cast's family has really grown. That would be fun. Well, and that's another character I would like to see next season, Joe and Cecile's kid. Yes. Have they ever cast Jenna? I thought, was she cast at the beginning of the season or just mentioned? I thought we got a grown-up version. I know we at least got ranting about a grown-up version. I'd have to rewatch the first five episodes. Yeah, I'd have to, too. But I, I would like to see something that acknowledges, like you said, the cast has undergone a lot in the last eight, nine years. Mm-hmm. And letting them end on a high note and kind of celebrating all they've done. Yeah. Bring back Cisco, bring back a few people like that if you can, mm-hmm. or at least acknowledge all of them. Yes. Yeah. Well, and Cisco got some nice nods. He got, you know, the Zoom with Cisco on the calendar mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they can ma- bring him back to life even if he's not physically on screen a little bit more. Yeah. I agree. So, anything else? I think that does it. Cool. The show notes and forum for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.